Hello, and welcome to Pastor George's Bible Study. arrested him in Belgium and brought him to the UK while he was being fought what was the prayer he, he was praying for the king yeah. he said may the Lord open the eyes of the king of England yeah. and God answered that prayer yeah. that was why King James settled down and authorized it it was an answer to prayer a man was dying, but he was praying. You see, anytime I read and I hear the stories of this brother, he challenges my heart. I say, are we going to the same level? Honestly, that you have people who have dedicated their lives. And I want to challenge us. Can we have that kind of dedication? Even if it's 1%. <laughs> You are committed to the word of God. You want to. You are so interested in it. And you want it to be your. Your focus for life. There is no one. Who. There is no one who engages in the word of God. And most to apply his life to it who remains under honestly I keep asking God God how can you make me more dedicated to the word of God I want to be honestly this 
is the source of life. Some disciples will come to our study just to say, some disciples in John chapter 6 were following Jesus. And then Jesus said, explained some part of the word of God to them. And they did not understand. So they went and said, what Jesus is saying is so hard. And Jesus tried to explain even more. And guess what they said? They didn't understand and then they left. The Bible said, from that day, many of his disciples stopped following Jesus. So Jesus now turned to the twelve. So James, John, Peter, Andrew, the twelve. And Jesus asked them, Will you also go away? Since a massive group has gone away, what about you? Will you also go away? But I thank God for what Peter said. Peter said, To whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. To whom? We don't have an option, Jesus. That's what we were saying indirectly. If we leave you now, where are we going? The only option is to go back to death. Is to go back to sin. Is to go back to, to darkness. Is to go back to corruption. To whom shall we go? We don't have any other option. I have decided I don't have any other option. It's still the word of God. As I see what is happening in the world, I'm checking. Lord, Everything happening in the world, all the problems, I'm seeing it being played out in the word of God. Is there? We're in the end times. You know, everything is, is being played out. But you see, the word of God will not be revealed to you if you don't search for it. The understanding of scriptures and getting deeper and knowing God more and more, if you do not give time to it, you can't get it. It is not, it is a simple principle of life. The more you give time to something, you will be better at it. Let me tell you, God cannot just look at you. Every day you are reading scriptures. You dedicate a time to it, you are reading it. You consistently, once you consistently do it all the time, God will come and light your fire. It is not a, um, it's not wishful thinking. If you keep playing a game all the time, will you not be good at it? Isn't it? It's the same thing with the Word of God. You keep looking at it, you keep reading it, you are studying it, you are thinking about it, you will get insight. It will light up your heart. And that's the prayer we are trying to trust God to help us with. Um, my young friends, please don't think I'm concentrating on you. It's just that as I'm seeing your faces, I'm praying, I'm saying, God, ah, please let these brothers or sisters of mine catch this thing. Because you don't know that our lives are passing, isn't it? Numerically, you have more time on this earth than me. 
And the challenges you are going to face is going to be getting more and more harder. But the only thing that will give you victory is still following Jesus and the word of God. This word of God does not expire. You know, you have expiring dates for so many things. A lot of things happen in the world and because it's another generation. Have you seen Nokia 310 before? Huh? Huh? 3310, yes. Yes, they call it brick. Brick. Huh? It's the old Nokia phone. You seen it? How many of you use it, please? Yo, you used it, but are you using it now? No. Because it has passed away. Is it not? You can't. You can't bring. Oh, oh, it's just a brother I know. You see, using a Nokia. I'm telling you. Yes. He can't receive picture messages. If you send him um, a snapshot or something, now he can't receive it. I said, he was showing me, I was doing Zoom call. We are discussing, he's a lovely Christian brother. We are organizing a Christian meeting together. So I wanted to show him a flyer for a meeting. And I couldn't send it to him. I said, okay. he said, sorry, I can't receive it. Why? I said, why can't you receive it? He just showed me the phone. You are still holding that? He said, yes. Old phone. But you see, anything in this world will pass away. Everything in this world. Very soon, in your own generation, your own children will not be carrying phone. Carrying a phone will be old school. That is the world. The world is moving on. But what can never expire, I tell you, is the word of God. It still does not change. If Jesus said, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That statement does not expire. It remains forever. If people are going to be saved to know God in their generation, that same statement starts for them. That first step, that statement is forever sure. It does not expire. I know some people will say, it doesn't matter. You don't need to be born again. They might be saying that. There are false teachers. There are pending error. It is not true. The word of God. But you see, the word of God can only be sustained in a generation by people who carry it. You don't understand. You see, I'm praying you will get what I'm saying. If the glory of Jesus is going to be maintained in your generation, it is you that will be on duty at that time. You know, I was talking about roster and duty this morning. All of us, this is my own graphical, symbolic representation of ideas. In heaven, all of us have a roster. Or a roster. Let me use the call it properly. Hmm? Yes, schedule. All of us. Or rota. Okay. On each, on the rota, mine is there. My name and my duty time is there. Akin George, born 1976, 
meant to be on the earth till 2000 and whatever. Eh? And if you check the list, you will see Paul. Paul's home was there. And next to his name, he has, you know, whatever date he was born, I don't know. He has finished. And they will say, off duty, gone to rest. That is the most next to his name. But you, your own, in active duty, under there's a big table, current status. <laughs> it can be sleepy, Christian. It can be, it can be serious, Christian. It can be on duty post for the Lord. It can be anything, current status. And there's a place you sign up. When you finish, when you get to heaven, God says, Oh, welcome. We've signed you out already. Your job is finished. Come and rest. Please, I want you to think and carry this consciousness as young people. You have, if you do not grow your life now, you cannot sustain what is coming. I did not understand when, as a young person, I was being taught the word of God and I just trusted. I said, Yes, this is there's something I need to pursue here. And I continued. I didn't stop. I didn't know I would be preaching. But I continued. I didn't know I would have the opportunity to talk to people about Jesus even more. I was only planning to live my life in Nigeria. I did not know I will be doing Bible teaching when I come here. Some of the brothers who were encouraging me then did not know I will be in UK. You don't know where you are going. You don't know whether you'll be talking to the next Japanese emperor about Jesus in 10 to 15 years and you don't know. It's the Jesus you carry. If you carry him, you carry Jesus into the Japanese emperor's palace. Maybe you are a special advisor in uh, computer matters. And if you are greeting him like this, Konnichiwa. I don't know. I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> With information. I And you are showing him. You say, but why are you behaving like this? He tell me it's because of Jesus. Jesus? Oh, you are a Christian. Oh, yes, but Emperor, you took a big Christian. Huh? No, I follow the ancient Japanese tradition. Emperor, no. It's good you follow Jesus. But why? And you have a discussion with him. What are you doing? You are telling him about Jesus. Simply. In a simple conversation, and you are sowing the seed of the eternal life in his heart. I'm praying that you can see the great potential you have for following God. You need to finish your duty and be active in service so that when you sign off, everyone will say, Welcome, go and rest. You might even say, oh Lord, but I want to do more. God says, don't worry. Come and rest. You don't know the great joy that you, you close your eyes in there and you just open it and God says, well done. Ah! It's a great thing. Do you know what the Bible says? Precious in the sight and the death of the saints. God sees that precious. When a Christian comes home and he has won the victory, Honestly, it's great. I'm looking forward to the day I'll be with the Lord Jesus and just be resting. 
But now, it's time for war. Spiritual war. Please, let me show you a scripture. I've already gone. Look at Psalm 78. I just want to show you a tribe. Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Look at verse verse um, 9. Psalms 78 verse 9 <clears throat> Can somebody read it for us? The children of Ephraim were armed and carrying bows, yet they turned back in the day of battle. I pray that will not be your situation. The Bible says the children of Ephraim, Ephraim the tribe of Ephraim, they were armed and carrying bows, but they turned back in the day of battle. Do you know how bad it is that you are armed and God sent you to go and do his work as his weapon of warfare. And you turn back. You say, ah, no, I'm not going. Do you know how many lives you lost spiritually? There is a physical representation of that thing. This scripture, it has happened before physically. <clears throat> do you remember, I don't know if you heard the story of those children in Texas who were killed, 21 of them. They didn't know. There was a gunman that went to a school and um, barricaded children in a classroom, in a primary school. One man. And the police force of that town came. Guess what? All of them armed, but they stayed outside. And the man was just killing the students. The, the, the police people that came out, several of them stayed outside. They didn't enter the classroom. And those students died. It was a scandal. Very terrible. They, they actually sacked the whole police force of that town. Yeah. Because what they did was scandalous. You are a police officer. All your training is so that you can... That was why you were trained. To confront such situations. The time came. And then you said, well, I'm holding back. They, stand, they didn't do anything. And then later, somebody just went in and shot the man. But children are died. So there were almost a hundred officers outside. None of them said, let's storm this place. They were still watching. Why were they watching? I don't know. But children were dying. Do you know? That's the same thing for us as Christians. If God is arming us with the word of God, we are coming for these meetings and you don't use it. 
You sit down and say, well, what Brother George is saying? Let me just continue my life. I have, a, I have work to do. I have exams. I have school. You know. And you don't use it. You are the judges in Israel. Judge for yourself. What will happen? Yeah. That's why I cannot afford to sit down. Do you know what God will say? God will say, but I showed you the word of God. You didn't use it. You didn't show others. So that others will show others. Because you see, by God's grace, we are trusting that as we keep learning the word of God, it's not just here. You too will go out and show others. You don't have to be a preacher. Do you know you can bring, I keep saying this, you can bring the word of God even to your place of work. Let me tell you, do you think, and I want to ask you this sincere question, do you think as a preacher, what I am doing is more holy than you speaking to your colleague at work? Answer me, that's the Answer me if you know the answer. Please. You know, um, you know what happens at work sometimes? Yes. Um, there's a huddle, yeah, before we go to work, yeah? yes? And, and uh, <laughs> if I'm in charge and then people were a bit late, you see, the people that are there, I said, okay, since pe- we're still waiting for the people, let me just uh, tell you the word for today. Yeah. So I go to the Bible, Bible. Up and I said, okay, this is the word for today. And they're looking at me like that, and I'm sorry, it must be Muslim, it must be atheist, or whatever. I said, I don't care. I shared the word of God, and I said, okay, now we are blessed. I said, oh, those who are late are not blessed. <laughs> you see, you see, we have to stand up. Let me tell you. This, there are several examples of God showing us His Word and how His Word is affecting people right around the world. Was it not the Word of God? Yes, exactly what I wanted to say. Was it not the Word of God that brought Boris Johnson's government down? Or you don't know? You, do you know? You know what happened? Oh, you don't know. Yes, so. No, it wasn't Sunak. Oh, no, no, David, that's to show you. He, he, heard he, he had a sermon in Parliament. Yeah. They are thank God. You see, as I heard that story, I said, Oh, God, so you are still there. They invite people to talk, and occasionally they invite the pastor. And he was talking about integrity in government. In the Parliament, to the MPs. He was showing them the Bible. The pastor is still alive. He's there. What I'm saying is not fables. It's the truth of the word of God. It's the truth, sorry, of what happened. He, he was reading scripture and preaching to the parliament MPs. Why they must be honest and true in government. And Sajid David is not a Christian. He is a Muslim. He sat down and was just listening. Because all the, so the issue of um, COVID parties in Downey it was it was becoming a, an issue. And so then we said, how can I continue in this government? We are not being honest in government. So he went to Boris Johnson. He, he finished listening to the man. And he went. Wrote resignation letter. And that was how everything started. Domino effect. Where did this start from? The word of God. 
I'm telling you, don't think what that man is doing, talking to parliamentarians, MPs, is less holy than what I am doing. I know you think, as a nurse, that as I'm relating with my colleagues, and at times patients, and I'm bringing the word of life, what I'm doing is less holy, is less important than standing up here and preaching. I'm telling you the honest truth by the message of God is not. What you are doing, bringing God to your place of work, is also as holy. God looks at that also. You will be rewarded greatly for it. You are talking to your colleagues in the classroom. Why? What? I, it was my colleague in, class, in the classroom that spoke to me and I accepted Jesus. In a classroom. It wasn't a great picture. I did not see a massive miracle. Before I gave my life to Christ. It was my classmate in secondary school that showed me the word of God in class. We used to laugh at him. Then, wow, you are just a Jew. You are just a Jones. You are dry. Yes, I remember. That's what this man used to You are dry. You are very dry. We used to laugh at him. We didn't care. I just knew that this boy was different. We didn't care. We used to laugh. At him. And he spoke to me. My eyes just opened that day. And I started studying the Bible with him. <laughs> Did he know that what he's doing with me, he was indirectly helping other people? No. You understand? So, please, all we are seeing is God is giving you his weapons. Don't turn back in their battle. Don't say, I won't use it. Don't say, oh, it's not a popular thing. Let me just keep quiet. Following God is not popular. It's a narrow way. Do you hear that? Don't many people are on it. Following Jesus is very narrow. It's a na- in fact, there are not so many things you can do on the narrow way. So apply yourself to it. And you will see how God will encourage you and through you, help others. Because remember, we said this morning, we are his battle axe and his weapon of war. So God wants to use us to affect others. Now, today, <laughs> sorry, introduction, we'll just look at the story of Gideon. Very quickly. So if you open your Bibles to Judges chapter 6. Judges. Um, if you <coughs> Judges 6. Is Gideon's story. Chapter 6. So we are going to look at. Oh, Judges 6. Oh, Judges. Judges, yes. Thank you. We want to look at his life and how he was revived 
what happened that he was able to revive God using to revive Israel and so um, let's maybe because it's a long read what we will do is somebody should just let's read it in bites so I will start off I will read from verse 1 to verse 7 and then somebody else should just take it from verse 8 down to verse um, maybe we should verse 8 to verse 18 and then another person from verse 18 to verse 27 and then we would, we would continue from there so can somebody let me maybe i'll start from verse 1 to 8 judges chapter 6 from verse 1 to 8 then the children of israel did evil in the sight of the lord so the lord delivered them into the hand of midian for seven years and the hand of midian prevailed against israel because of the midianites the children of israel made for themselves the dens, the caves, and the strongholds which were in the mountains. So it was, whenever Israel had sown, Midianites would come up, after the uh, come up, also Amalekites, and the people of the east would come up against them. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza and leave no sustenance for Israel. Neither sheep, nor oxen, nor donkey. For they would come up with their livestock and their tents, coming in all, coming in as numerous as locusts. But they and their camels were without number, and they would enter the land and destroy it. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites. So somebody should read from verse 8. He said the prophet, he said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, said. And most you have out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, have stamped you from power of Egypt, and from the hand of all your passengers, have brought you from before you and brought you their land.
going with twenty pounds and saving Israel at our millions hand, am I not sending you? But Lord, Gideon asked, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in, me, in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites together. Gideon replied, If now I have found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it is really you talking to me. Please, do not go away until I come back and bring my offering and set it before you. And the Lord said, I will wait until you return. Can somebody pick it up from verse 19 down to 26 or 27? So Gideon went in and prepared a young goat and a leaven bread from an ephah of flour. The meat he put in a basket and he put the broth in a pot. He brought them out to him under the terrible tree and presented them. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the leaven bread and lay them on this rock and pour out the bread. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put out the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the leaven bread. And fire rose out of the rock and consumed the meat and the leaven bread. And the angel of the Lord departed out of his hand. Now Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. So Gideon said, Alas, O Lord God, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. And the Lord said to him, Peace be with you, do not fear. Let me let me just take that reading. Sorry, I know, like I said, it's a long read, but it's so that we we'll understand uh, what God is trying to show us. I will read from verse 28 down to 35, and then somebody should just read it from verse 36 to 40. So, from verse 28, and when the men of the city arose early in the morning, there was the altar of Baal torn down. And the wooden image that was beside it was cut down, and the second bull was being offered on the altar which had been built. So they said to one another, Who has done this thing? And when they had inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, had done this thing. Then the men of the city said to Joash, Bring out your son! That he may die because he has torn down the altar of Baal. And because he has but because he has cut down the wooden image that was beside it. But Joash said to all who stood against him, Would you plead for Baal? Would you save him? Let the one 
who would plead for him be put to death by money? If he is a god, let him plead for himself because his altar has been torn down. Therefore, on that day, he called him Jeruba, saying, Let Ba plead against him because he has torn down his altar. Then all the Midianites and Amalekites, the people of the east, gathered together and they crossed over and encamped in the valley of Jezreel. But the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Then he blew the trumpet, and the Abiezites gathered behind him. And he sent messengers throughout all Manasseh, who also gathered behind him. He also sent messengers to Asher, Zebulon, and Naphtali, and they came up to meet him. So can somebody just round off for us from verse 36 to 40? So Gideon said to God, If you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, look, I shall put the fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said. And it was so, when he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece together, he wrung the Jew out of the fleece, a bowl full of water. Then Gideon said to God, Do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece, but on all the ground let there be dew. And God did so that night. It was dry on the fleece only, but there was dew on all the ground. May God grant us understanding. I know it's a long passage, but I know you can you can understand it. Um, the word of God, if we are going to increase in understanding, we need to increase our capacity of study. So now let's study it together. Look at that story. Can we just discuss? From what we've read and what Gideon has said, maybe we should start from here. Why was there oppression in that land? Why was Israel under oppression? Because they did evil in God's They did evil. And the oppression was not small oppression. Do you see what was going on there? Yeah. The children of Israel would plant crops and the enemy will come and gather it, carry it away. Isn't that terrible? They will plant, and then the enemy will just come and cut it away. So, it was terrible. They, 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 they had to hide. The Bible said, if you look at verse, um, 
The Bible says, and the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. Why? Because of evil. Because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves the dens, the caves, and the strongholds which are in the mountains. They were hiding in the mountains. The enemy would just come and harass them. They were hiding to the point whereby, look at what Gideon was doing in verse 11. The Bible says, The angel of the Lord came and sat under the terrible tree, which was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the Abizarite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the wine press. Do you understand that? Yes, to hide it from the Midianites. He was threshing wheat. Threshing wheat means it was usually when they plant wheat to separate the wheat from the chaff. One of the things you do with wheat is you beat it. You thresh it. They normally do that on a threshing floor. You see, floor. White space. But he was doing it in a wine press. <laughs> it was, you don't trash wheat in a wine press. A wine press is for pressing grapes and one, so that you can get the juice from it. But so that it, the Midianites will not come with their drones. <laughs> if it was in this generation, you know that's what they would do. They would just come with their drones. Ah, you can see Gideon. You can see Gideon. Please, um, how many of you will go and just collect all these wheat? You know, if they will just sit down with their drone technology. Is it this? Yeah. And go and take the wheat. So he had to do it undercover. Everything they were doing, they were doing in hiding. And that was happening. But you see, all that happened. Why? Because of evil. Is it it? And what was the evil? Yes? They were worshipping another god. Now, beloved brethren, let's, let's bring this story hope to ourselves. The reason why the situation, even in the body of Christ, is like this, is because of evil. It's because even those who are Christians are not living the life of Christ. Gideon and his father's house. What you can to show you that they were not doing the right thing. What were they doing? There was an idol, idol of Baal. There was an image of Baal in Gideon's father's house where he lived. To show you the problem. They were now worshipping Baal. They were no longer worshipping God. And beloved brethren, the same thing applies to us. Can we check? Let's discuss. What are our idols today? You see, you are, you are machining all those things. Yes? What else? What are the other idols? We've mentioned social media. We've talked about celebrity life and culture. Netflix. Netflix. Money. Money, yes. Lazy. Career. Yeah. Career. Yeah, career. Do you know when I was doing I was doing an exam recently? 
and ah, I had to study and read for it. So one night, I was reading at about 3 a.m. and I was going to work the next day. I said, God, you have to help me here. I can't continue doing this. It's not, it's not correct. Mm. Lord, I'm, I'm not a young man. Mm. <laughs> I'm 46. Still young. No. I know. But I'm still not young. <laughs> Lord, I can't, this is, is becoming a bit stressful because here was me reading and I was trying to memorize. <laughs> no, there are some things I have to memorize in my profession that if I tell you, you laugh, but it's the truth. I have to now develop mnemonics <laughs> to memorize it. When we do knee replacements, there's a way you, you put the implant. And I, I was thinking, if they ask me this question, what will I say? Okay, if the femur is tight, then you, dis, you remove the distal femur. You know, I was saying, I was just coming up with tricks in my brain to try and remember something. You see, and I was becoming overwhelmed with it. And the only people were challenging me, you need to be careful, you've not even prayed. You've not prayed. And suddenly this thing will become an idol to you. You've not handed it over to me. You see, I'm not saying you shouldn't be hardworking, please, that's not the message. But there is a way if you do not if you do not make God first. Suddenly, things will become idols for your heart. That is the truth. If you do not make him first, if you don't put him first, the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things will be added unto you. When you make, you see, the reason why God said we should seek him first is because. We will normally seek other things first. Normally. Family will be first. Job will be first. Relaxation will be first. If you wake up in the morning, don't you see it? To get up and you remember, I need to read my Bible. Eh? You still. Ah, let me just five minutes. Five minutes will Let me just snooze for five minutes. Five minutes, you said it, and then the next thing is one hour. Eh? But supposing you were going to catch a flight to the Philippines, we use Oh, sorry, and you missed your flight. That's why I tried to hide under the table. You slept off. No, there was a protest. No. They, they closed the motorway. Ah. No, don't worry. See, I've been there. I've also missed my flight. This one, it was because I overslept. Ah. I've missed flight too. Don't worry. I can tell you so many stories. I missed my flight. When I woke up, I looked at the time and said, Ah! <laughs> and I got to the airport. You see, as I, I was seeing them, they just shut the gate. Oh. I said, please. But I now beg, I said, see, the aircraft is still there. They don't go, sorry, we shut the gate. Oh. Sorry. 
I said, but and you know, the aircraft was still on ground for another 45 minutes, one hour. Yes. They said they shut the gate. So I had to pay money. You see, I pray that the gate of life will not be shut against you. Because you are relaxing and you just want to enjoy. I know the pressure we put ourselves under. If the queen, not the queen, if the king was coming to see you in your house at six, early in the morning, will you not wake up at 3 a.m.? I'm asking you. Will you not wake up? You will wake up and prepare. That shirt you've not ironed, you go and iron it four times. <laughs> yes! Because you want to meet a human being. God has to help us develop an internal discipline to withstand all that is going on to engage with God. I know we can sacrifice for a lot of things, but don't put sacrifice for the kingdom second. Personal sacrifice for the kingdom. Don't make it secondary. Make it primary. Make it the first. So we saw here the children of Israel because of sin, they had to adjust their lives. And that's what happens. If we, if we, if we um, don't uphold the standards of righteousness, we too will be adjusting. We have to now be hiding. Is the truth? We'll be hiding. We'll hide our faith. That's what will happen. Somebody will ask you, well, what are you carrying? You'll be carrying your Bible. Someone will say, what's that you're carrying? But because you are ashamed, they just saw you. You just finished fighting with your colleague. You exceed words. That terrible, that hopeless. And then you just carry the Bible. You, we are coming from, you want to go to Bible study from work, and then you carry your Bible. And you just finish fighting. And you, you carry your Bible, and they didn't know it was a Bible, because it has the Bible cover. And then all of a sudden, somebody just sees it on the and opens it, and sees your name presented to Archie George. Eh? And say, ah, you are carrying a Bible? And you just finish fighting. What will you say? If it was you, what would you say? Because of sin, what happens? It stops you from even being a light. It stops you from being a wicked So that's why we are talking about the issue of unrighteousness this morning. We need to always check it out and make sure we do the right thing. If you've done the wrong thing, repent before God and apologize to who you have to apologize to so that you can keep moving and keep working with Him. So, we saw how Gideon was hiding. Now, let's look at, let's look at the, the, we'll jump now, because of time. Let's look at what he said when the angel met him. Now, I'll just, just because I know it's a long read, I'll just read again some of the, some of the parts. So, if you look at verse 12, the angel of the Lord the Bible said, appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Then Gideon answered him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? 
Why are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us unto the hands of the Midianites. Now, we are going to we are going to walk backwards, but still walk forward in our study. So, do you notice one thing? Um, Gideon, the angel of the Lord, told him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. But Gideon answered to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, what is the difference between those two statements? Yes. The angel was sure. Yes. And he was full of doubt. Yes. The angel was sure. So I want to ask you a question. Do you know the Lord is with you? I want to ask you. Do you know that? Are you convinced that the Lord is I please do you have a doubt about that? You see, we need to address because I don't want us to just be studying scriptures or academics. Let's apply it to our lives now. Do you believe that the Lord is with you? The Lord is with you. I know there are not a lot of Christians around, but that does not mean the Lord is not with you. I know there is evil all over the place. That does not mean the Lord is not with you. And see the angel. The angel wanted to personalize it. The Lord is with you, Gideon. But Gideon said, if the Lord is with us. So, do you see how God is very particular about your life first? About your relationship with him first? About how you are living your life first, personal, first, before what you are going to do for him. Gideon was still thinking, if the Lord is with us, God was saying, No, I'm not talking about us yet. The us will come later. Did you read? Did you see how the us came later? Did you see how Gideon just blew a trumpet and people gathered to him? Was it Gideon? Eh? You don't, did you see, follow that story? Anyway, we'll get there. If the Lord is helping you and you are working with Him, eh? God will raise you to be of help to others. So the angel was particular about Gideon first. So the angel said, The Lord is with you, mighty man of God. I know. In this current climate, it looks as if you see you could have also been outside doing Guy Fox. Watching <laughs> Isn't it? Yes. But you are here. There is a commitment. And honestly, God is not overlooking it. God is not thinking, oh, they are not serious. No. I want you to know that God is with you. Don't think you are ordinary. Don't think the Jesus you carry. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Do you know what God is trying to do? The Bible says, God wants to show the enemy 
the manifold wisdom of God through us. The only way we are going to deal with the enemy in our generation is God working through us. That's how much responsibility God is placing on you. Don't ever belittle it. Don't think God is not with me. I'm just living my life. You are not just living. You are not just a... a you, have you seen hamsters before? They are the hamster wheel. Eh? Yeah. You are not just going in circles. No. There is an eternal value to your life. You are not just eating, drinking, um, waking up, watch the news, sleep, eat, drink, go to work, come back, watch the news, sleep, do birthday party, come back, attend birthday party, come back, eat, sleep. That is not just about life. There should be an eternal value to your life. So, God is encouraging Gideon. The Lord is with you. Now, look at the next question he asked. Look at it. He said, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Now, we know the answer to that question. At least part of it. Isn't it? We know this because of sin. We know it's because of disobedience. At times, God cannot move. And that is the honest truth. God cannot move when people, people can hinder him from moving. Our experience. Do you remember Jesus? The Bible said he could not do many miracles when he went to this place because of unbelief. He couldn't. Hmm? And because he couldn't, his hand was tied in a sense. If God doesn't find you available, he can't move. So, Gideon said, why are all these things happening? Where are his miracles? You know, and all that. That's the question. The Bible now told him, in verse 14, the Lord told him, in verse 14, then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this your might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. And I not sent you. So God was sending him to go and deliver Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Do you know God has also given us that commission? God has said, Go out into the world hmm? and make disciples of all nations, teaching them. Baptizing them in the name of the Holy Spirit, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them all the things I have taught you. God has also given us a commission. The way He gave Gideon here. God has told us to go and work for Him. Bring others to the kingdom. God has said the same thing. But there are some things that needed to be dealt with in Gideon's life. If that was going to happen. Do you, do you, did you see what happened? Now, I want us to move on. I just look at the next part of that story and I want us to discuss now. Do you see that? Um, I will just read it. So he said to him, Oh my Lord, in verse 15, How can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh. I am the least in my father's house. Do you see? What do you notice there? God had just told Gideon something. And then he gave that excuse. 
What, what was happening then? Let's discuss it. How does that apply to us? Doubt. Doubt. Have you seen, if you see a man, uh, it's not that I may be wrong here, this is just my opinion. If you see somebody who the Lord told to do something and the person just tells us, yes, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. And he's shrugging his shoulders. There's a problem. Every time God asks you and me to do anything, huh, there's usually a, a heavy um, thought of inadequacy, of not able to do it. Look at what he said. Huh? He said, I am the least. Huh? I am the least. My clan, my tribe, we are not, we are not in the royal family. <laughs> I am not in the royal family. God. What do you mean I should go and deliver? Who, who am I? I am even the youngest in my father's house. I don't, if I talk in my father's house now, they will shut me up and say, come on, keep quiet. Don't you know you are the youngest here? Yes. There's always a, a, a heart of inadequacy. Don't I know if it's, that can happen, but it's just to show us that what God wants to do with us, you can't do it by your own strength. Should I tell you why you shouldn't do it in your You can't do it by your own strength. It's so that you cannot boast. There's no boasting about it. God wants to make sure that you cannot boast. So what does he do? He makes sure he just passes through you to do what he wants to do. You, don't, he can, you can't boast about it. And it's so encouraging to see that. Do, do you get it? You have to rely on God. And beloved brethren, in anything you are doing, young, young people, the same thing. Anything you are doing for God, even in your vocational and secular life as well, you still need to rely on God. Have that mentality of talking to Him first. If there's a problem, don't complain to everybody first before you pray. Eh? But why is this not working? But why is this happening? Why is this not? Just go and pray first. Have that. I always try to remember that so that I don't offend God. Bring the problem before God first. Don't you've talked to everybody, you've not talked to God. And I pray God will help us. So let's move on. Maybe I might not be able to finish this, but I think I will just stop on something. Now, do you notice immediately the angel talked to him? Is the Bible said in verse 16, and the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. And you know, he talked about showing him a sign. But the next thing Gideon did was to do something which is very symbolic. If God is going to use us, look at what Gideon did. The Bible said Gideon went in and prepared a young goat on living bread and all that. And um, the angel of God said to him, take the meat and the unliving bread in verse 20 and lay them on a rock and pour out the broth. And he did. And the angel of the Lord put out the end of the staff and all that and touched it. 
and it was consumed with fire. So that is very symbolic. What does that mean? Can we talk about it? Gideon was going to go and do this great thing for God, but he had to set up a sacrifice. Eh? An offering to God. What does that mean? Let's talk. Yes, please. prepared an altar and offered a sacrifice. But do you notice something about the sacrifice? He offered it and how did the fire come upon the sacrifice? Look at, let's read it. How did the fire come? In verse 21. How did the fire come? You can see the answer there, isn't it? The angel of the Lord put out the end of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unliving bread. And fire rose out of the rock. So, do you know that is the divine principle? Fire will only come on a life that has been offered unto him for sacrifice. Fire. God's fire will only come on anybody's life that is open to him to use. That life that has been offered to God, God sent his fire with. If that life is still holding back, if you are still holding back some things from God, you are still thinking, this my time is for me, it's personal. You know, I just want to use this time for me. This is me time. Have you heard that before? This is me time. And I'm checking. (laughs) When you say this is me time, your me time (laughs) <laughs> you are spending it on TikTok. Is it actually a me time? It's a TikTok time. It's not a me time again. <laughs> eh? A life that is given over, dedicated to God, that is the life on which the fire will fall. Do you remember what happened in First Kings chapter 18? When Elijah brought all the prophets of Baal to Mount Carmel. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. How did God answer? Fire, fire from heaven. heaven. But did the fire just fall on the ground? No. What did the fire fall on? The off- there was an offering first. Before fire came. The same thing. I'm praying. You see, I, I was asking, oh God, I want you to use me. God is saying, have you offered yourself? Are you willing to offer your heart? If you offer it, I'm going to send the fire. But when you are holding back, I can't, there's nothing. I can't just. God is not a magician. He can't just send fire to fall on what? To do what? He falls, fire falls on people's lives. Spiritual fire doesn't just fall anywhere. It falls on people's lives. So that those, people, those people will catch fire and then they will just move. And go and do what they have to do for God. 
So do you notice Gideon? He caught fire. It was this same fire that made him. Can you imagine how the spirit of God fell on him? And what was the first thing he did? He went to his father's house where Baal was. Eh? And broke it down. That is the product of the fire that was falling on his heart. Remember, he was giving an excuse. I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest. I can't talk. Uh, if, if, if my senior brothers catch me, they will just twist my ear. <laughs> eh? But what do you see there? The Bible said, fire fell. And what was the next thing? He just went. And I thank God because the Lord told him. Look at verse 22. No, verse 24, just because of time. So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it the Lord is peace. To this day, it is still the up is still in the opera of the Abyssalites. Now, verse 24. God spoke to Gideon and said, Take your father's young bull, second bull of seven years. And tear down the altar of Baal. And that altar of Baal, where was it, please? In his father's house. It's not the altar of Baal in the center of the city. That was not where God told him to start. Eh? Where did God tell him to start? In your father's house. So if we will offer ourselves to God, God is not saying go to the mayor of um, London or mayor of. Is there a mayor in Yeah. Go to the mayor of Emelense. I'm going to attack you in his office. I want you to accept this. That's not what God is saying. Start with your father's house first. Start with your life first. Start with your micro environment first. And try and influence it. From there, things will turn out. There is, Jesus said, You shall be witnesses to me. Where, please? In Jerusalem. First. Then where? Samaria. Samaria. That is the wider catchment area. <laughs> eh? Then after Samaria is where? Judea. Judea. And then the circle increases to where? The utmost part of the earth. So it's concentric. It's a wider circle. But if you do not start from somewhere, you can't start at all. So that's the challenge. So for us, the same thing applies. God is not telling you go to Rishishuna and say you are a Hindu. Now, 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 now. Mm. I tell you, you need to ask. I want the whole government just go and stand in down issue. They won't allow you. The security will not allow you to get there. <laughs> but where do you start, please? Family. Start with your family. Young people. Where, where can you start from? School. School. You guys discuss. Eh? They will ask some of them will ask you on Monday. When, when, what happened this weekend? You know, I was in the, I was watching Guy for Fire. Where were you? What were you doing? I want to uh, there are two things you will say. You might say, you might say, we had this boring chap who came from <laughs> <laughs> who came from uh, Somerset. <laughs> boring. You were just talking. And my mom just said I must be there and I'll just wait. When will you finish? When will you finish? When will you finish? <laughs> That's one thing you can say. What else can you say? Uh, am I lying? No, excuse me. Young people. 
Is it possible? You will not say that. Praise God for you. Right? <laughs> but the other thing you could say is, you know, I learned a lot in the Bible. Oh, you are a Christian? Oh, yes. What about you? I don't believe. I don't believe. But do you know you to love me? What do you mean? I don't want to. If God, if God, if God is real, why is the war in Ukraine? Do you see Gideon ask that question? Oh, you don't understand. You can also ask the question. God, if you are dead, why are all these bad things happening? The same thing Gideon asked. That question is not new. People have been asking it from time immemorial. But the answer to that question is first of all, God is interested in you. So you tell that person and say, wait, let's not discuss why there's the world in you. Your life needs to see you. Don't you see the bad bad things you do? Don't you think you need Jesus? He will help you. You were watching, you remember, I, I might not tell you, maybe you, you were watching pornographic videos on your phone the other day. You need Jesus. Ah, don't judge me, don't judge me, don't worry. I'm not judging you, I'm only telling you. Do you understand? You are already sowing the eternal seed. And I just, it is so challenging that Gideon, he tore down the bar, uh, altar of Baal, his father's house. And I think that's where God wants us to start from. God wants you to to rededicate your heart to Him. All those small, small idols in your life, you know them, start tearing it down. I pray God will help us. I pray the Holy Spirit will keep bringing these truths back to your heart again. And we are going to pray now, corporately. Lord, help me. Lord, help us. Help me. Those idols, you know them. Let's be, let's be real with God. Is there something outside of God you think you can't do without? It's, all, it's already becoming an idol. Please, pray about it now. Let's just pray. Let's be sincere. Let's be truth, truthful with God. Let's not, I'm not telling you to say anything about Just you and God in your heart. Talk to him. God wants to use you, God wants to use me. But He wants us to build an altar. We saw it in that scripture. Gideon built an altar unto the Lord. Um, 
he had a place of reference where God met him. Why don't you ask God to help you to keep your spiritual altar alive? Where you meet with God, ask Him to help you to, to ensure that your, your own altar is alive. Where you meet with God, let your altar not be a dry place. Let it be active. Your times of personal fellowship, your times of Bible study and prayers, ask Him to help. Ask Him to help you. Brethren, 
We ask the Lord God to take care of our children and use them in the generation, Lord God, so that, Father, that fire will continue to keep on, on and on until they will be able, Lord God, to finish their mission that you have given unto all of us, Lord God. Hallelujah. Father, bless us all tonight. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Help us to be fruitful, Almighty God, that we may not be only hearers of your word, but Lord, may it be evident in our lives that we will be all, Lord God, to have this moral excellence that we are set apart, Almighty God. Hallelujah. Father, we commit everything into your hands tonight. Thank you for your presence. In this we pray. In Jesus' name. when they look at the crime reports of that area they see that the crime has dropped dramatically and that's, that, that, that just shows you the power of connecting to the Creator but I, I really, really thank you guys so much from the week from my heart and oh. yeah, I, think, I think better things are coming yeah, thank you very much 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 thank you very
Lord, we pray that you will bring her to the fullness of the knowledge in Jesus. That she will come to know you even more than what she does now. Lord, we are praying that this business will flourish. That it will be an opportunity for people to be blessed even in this community. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for her life. In Jesus' name we pray. Come and join Pastor George's Bible study at 8 p.m. 